Chapter 2 The Land of Giverny Things I Know to Be True Tita Via married my father so she could come to the States, and there is nothing magical about that. And there is nothing magical about Giverny, either. Even though it's just outside of New Orleans, and people say New Orleans is loud and fun and vibrant. Giverny must have drained from its gutters. We live on the ground floor, in apartment four. There are 16 apartments in the tower, and there is nothing magical about apartment four. There's nothing special about any of them, actually. Via says they're all alike. Each one has a living room, two small, square bedrooms, one cramped bathroom, and a kitchen with three cabinets. On each floor, there is a hallway right down the middle that's either too dark or too bright. When it's too bright, the light bulb makes a buzzing sound, and you can see all the water stains in the ceiling. But when it's too dark, it feels like you're walking into a horror movie. Our apartment is at the end of the hallway, right next to a broken elevator. And a dark stairway that looks like it leads to certain doom. The only nice things in our apartment are the four plants that sit under the window in the living room. The window isn't very big, so the plants are gathered up together to get the most sun they can. The plants are my favorite things in the apartment, but they belong to Via, so I don't let on how much I like them. The apartments in the tower are considered affordable housing. There's a big sign on the side of the building that says so. I didn't always know what that meant. At first, I thought it meant that you get all the furniture in the apartment because when we moved, the furniture was already there and it didn't even belong to us. And then I thought maybe affordable housing meant that you only get really terrible furniture since ours had stuffing jutting out from the cushions and all of the legs on the coffee table were wobbly. But pretty soon I learned that affordable housing just means that you don't have much money. After one week of living in apartment four, I walked up to my father as he cooked pancit in the kitchen and said, Papa, can I ask you a question? He sighed. He didn't like questions. Finally, he said, Yes, soul. If we don't like it here, can we send the papers back and go home? Instead of answering, he just sighed again. That was a long time ago. I'm 12 now. Ming is six, and we are still in apartment four. We still have the wobbly furniture and the rats in the walls. The only thing we don't have is Papa. Three years ago, he went to the Philippines for his father's funeral, and he never came back. So I guess the answer to my question was yes, but only for him. Unfortunately, we still have Via. You will call me mother, she said soon after we moved to apartment four, back when Papa was still around, even though he was never really around much. When she said this, me and I were sitting on the couch, and Via was standing over us, smoking a cigarette. She didn't even flick the ashes into an ashtray. She just let the ashes fall onto the carpet, and then she'd rub them in with her foot. Ming blinked at her. I said, no, I won't. Via grinned. 
You will, Soledad. I won't. I'm not a disobedient girl, even though Papa and Via say I am. Via thinks it's because I'm being raised in America, but that's not it. I just don't think it's right to obey orders that you know are wrong. And calling Via mother was as bad as cursing God. I would take five years off my life before I would ever call Via mother, because she was so unlike my real mother that it was hard to believe my papa ever wanted to marry her in the first place. My mother's skin was soft, like a pillow. Via's is rough, like sandpaper. My mother liked to make up stories and fairy tales. Via likes to tell us that we're too fat or too skinny or too disobedient. Via smokes cigarettes until the countertops in the kitchen turned yellow.